welcome to episode one, season one of the Grizzly Podcast. I want to first uh, take you through why you'd want to tune in. So this podcast is to discuss all things AR. So from a brand and also a, a technical perspective, we are all interested uh, in this room. We're all interested in what AR can do uh, and the possibilities of this um, emerging technology. Uh, uh, is this a hype or is this really going to be the next big thing? Um, these are going to be questions um, that we'll tackle as a group. Um, and how it plays out is, is really yet to be determined. So uh, why should you listen, and what, what exactly are we going to discuss? So we'll discuss the latest happenings in AR and what that will mean. There'll be a section on uh, the latest news in the AR world. We'll go right down into why it works uh, from a technical perspective, uh, where, where it's worked and uh, where it's really fell flat. Um, who's responsible for doing cool shit with this technology, really? Um, we can't all leave it to uh, Facebook, Snapchat, and Apple. It has to be up to be up to us as well. So, um, I know that you all uh, listening will be will be interested in, in, in trying to do some cool stuff with this uh, emerging technology. So, as I said, we'll uh, we'll take the news from around the world. Uh, we'll discuss its implications from both brand and user. Hopefully, this is enjoyable for everyone. Uh, in saying that, we are all specialists in our field. Uh, we're not specialists in, in producing podcasts just yet. So, uh, we're all new to this. Um, and as the episode lists grow, I'm sure we'll become uh, hopefully a little bit more uh, bearable. Uh, excuse the pun. Um, so let me introduce the team. Uh, and they can tell you a little bit about themselves, um, their experience, and we'll get right into being uh, the first podcast for Grizzly. So, Rich, would you like to introduce yourself? Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm Richard Penny. I'm founder here at Grizzly. Um, I've been in marketing for, I think, well over 15 years now, which which ages me. Um, I love technology. Um, I'm fascinated and passionate about where uh, technology and marketing meet. So uh, that hints the, uh, the, the the real passion for AR and, and the interest in, in in this area. I'm a husband, a dad, a Seahawks fan, which is a rough gig uh, this year, and um, also uh, dabbling a little in uh, crypto on Ryan's recommendation. And well, no, that's not going so well for me either. But uh, anyway, so that's, that's me. Regs, what about you, mate? Sweet. How are we doing? Um, so I'm Regan, and uh, I'm an augmented reality uh, designer slash developer uh, here at Grizzly. Um, been in the field for quite some time, uh, jumping around from interaction design, user experience, and just designing for emerging technologies. I've uh, jumped between VR and AR and ML quite a bit. Um, and yeah... Um, have a bit of passion for um, a lot of sports, a bit of football, a bit of cycling, and a little bit of surfing recently, but um, just managed to stand up a couple of weeks ago, so started getting to that, which has been awesome. Beautiful. But would love to see where that jumps as well in terms of um, how like technologies like AR and VR can jump between sports as well. It's awesome. got my passion in that. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, Riggs. Uh, I am Ryan. Um, I am the marketing uh, programs manager at Grizzly. Uh, I've been in marketing for the last 10 years, uh, both on client and agency side. Um, I've got a keen interest in how brands um, can use new tech right across the board, really, uh, and to, cut up, to hit objectives for themselves and also for their clients. Um, I study marketing and media uh, and psychology at Vic Uni uh, University uh, here in Wellington. Um, it was a few years ago now. Uh, but proud Everton fan, they're doing all right uh, mid-table as per. As per. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've been taking a keen interest in the blockchain and, as Rich said, cryptocurrencies. Um, terrible week for me uh, for that, I think, for everyone. Um, but uh, just keep holding. 
Um, and Hoddle. Uh, <laughs> Hoddle, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on for dear life. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so that's me. Um, you'll you'll get to know us a, a little bit more, obviously, across the coming episodes. But um, I think let, let's get cracking. I think the uh, sorry to interrupt you there, Ryan. The right. other thing that. Uh, Want to point out is that you know the intention is we'll, we'll, we'll be interviewing interesting people over the course of the uh, the episodes and uh, talking to the people who uh, are really um, making making headway in this in this new field. So uh, looking forward to, to talking to some really uh, some interesting folk there. Cool, thanks, Rich. And for obviously for the first uh, episode, it needs to be around what is AR and why should you care. So I, I, I assume that's why you're um, you're tuning in now. So um, to a person new to the topic. Uh, and also to a person that's kind of been in the topic for a few years, because this is not brand new. What what does it mean? And um, and I guess how would you describe the differences between AR and VR and even MR? So, Riggs, maybe you could talk to us about you know what, what you see the differences between AR, VR, and, and even MR. Yeah, cool. Um, so I guess if we start with AR, um, AR is kind of taking the reality we're in and kind of what at the moment, if you look at mobile, for example, it's like having a window into like an enhanced version of the reality that they're in. So what it's about is digitally overlaying like digital information of like an image or an object um, that can be viewed like through a device. So it's, it's taking the reality that we're in now and kind of putting stuff over top of it. And like an extension of that, um, which is kind of picking up its pace now, is MR, which is kind of the emergence of like digital and physical realities and trying to produce a new environment where um, like the digital objects have an understanding of the physical space that they're in. So that's when you start to use stuff like depth sensors, um, which give whatever device you're using like an understanding of the physical properties of the space that you're in. So it's, it's trying, to, trying to understand what that physical space is and then put like a digital object in there that kind of coexists with that physical object. And then you jump into something like virtual reality, where it's kind of replicating like a physical space, um, which simulates like the idea of presence, where your whole, like your vision is completely taken over by this physical space. Completely immersed, immersed yeah. in the in yeah, that virtual exactly. environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you don't, you don't have any of the like real world stimuli that you see around you. It's taken over by that um, digital like space. It's mm. entirely, entirely virtual. Yeah, yeah. And so um, when we talk MR, obviously just just to clarify that, so yeah. we're talking about mixed reality and AR. We're talking about augmented reality and yeah. VR being virtual reality. Just uh, just in case that wasn't mm. clear, I guess in some of the brands that, that we're seeing emerge in, in this space, and you you know, there's a bit of buzz around you know um, the likes of Hololens from Microsoft mm. and and Magic Leap. So. You know, where do they fit in that spectrum from AR, VR, and MR? Mm. What, what are those guys doing? So when you when you look at um, stuff like the Hololens and uh, the Meta Two, which has came out recently, um, that's all sitting within the uh, mixed reality space. So they all have understanding of the physical environment, and they're trying to produce like products that would be usable like within any space of where like the device would have an understanding of what's around you. And I think that creates like a higher um, level of presence as well. But then also like those devices could also be used in like a VR environment, just more at the hands where you kind of have an understanding of what's around you. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be quite good for, you know, not walking into walls, which I guess is one of the biggest problems with VR at the moment. 
Yeah, well, that's right. VR is pretty. Uh, it's pretty solo. It's mm. pretty solitary sort of uh, a, a technology. Whereas obviously uh, mixed reality is uh, combining the augmented world, you know, mm. new stuff with with the, with the existing environment. So, yeah, th those technologies are exciting. Just just as an example of some of the, the brands that uh, you know that are creating some buzz out there around uh, yeah. in the field. Mm. So in terms of uh, you, you touched on kind of objects being having context of where they are, or yep. um, can you just let kind of the listeners know what does that mean how does that how does that work so so usually what it requires is some sort of like sensor like a depth sensor like you have in um like the connect for example or like um in your reversing camera in your car would be another example yeah understanding depth yeah using using depth information you can kind of um pin together uh like physical properties of like how far you're away from specific objects um and using that information which is like done on a hardware side like it's it's pulled into whatever app you're running, mm. and then using that information, like the digital objects can understand where they are. So you can write software that tells like a like a, a digital animal, like in a game, that it's close to the edge of a table. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of gives a high level of interactivity um, to the digital objects yeah. to the user who's using the device or the headset. Mm -hmm. As well as the like the physical environment that's there as well. Yeah. Cool. And with that, we're getting closer to the point where that's going to actually provide value for people, yeah. right? But there's going to be currently we've we've seen Pokemon Go, for example, where there's not really a lot of context. It's just overlaying a character through the viewport on your phone mm -hmm. um, in a like rough location in, like. In, a, in a rough location, and it doesn't know exactly, uh, I guess, where that location is or interact yeah. with that that location it at all. Know whether it's grass or a table or yeah, uh, yeah on top of a wardrobe, right? So, yeah. yeah, that's that's right. And so that's probably one thing that I, I guess right across. Uh, mass media um, and consumer, that one thing that they, that their augmented reality really took a spike. Why do you think Pokemon Go worked? Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a hard one. I think, I think at the moment AR is at a point where it's still like a feature. Like it's, it's not like apps aren't entirely running as AR experiences. Perhaps it's due to like technology not being able to like hold up to where it needs to be or the tracking not being good enough to like sustain an experience that can last a long duration of time. Mm. Um, but if, if you think about Pokemon Go, I guess I guess it's just like it's like the first version of the internet, like right now for AR. Mm -hmm. So that that first appeal of just seeing something digitally um, superimposed in your world, that's that's pretty incredible. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that, that's some mm. stuff that people hasn't seen before, right? And like you you talk to a tech person like... and they're like, you know, well, that doesn't it's not tracking, you know, like the physical space. But I guess to like to a mass media kind of like appeal, like that's fine. Like, yeah, to the general consumer. Yeah, it's still kind yeah. of early days. Mm. And I guess uh, you know, with our with with Pokemon Go, the ability to kind of enhance the Pokemon Go experience mm. was uh, that tick the box really for their app downloads, and it was massive. It was mm. huge. Obviously, it was it was huge, and the AI component wasn't really integral to the game, right? Because you yeah. didn't need to be uh, looking mm. through the camera. Um, and in fact, many people turned that off eventually. Yeah, yeah. But certainly, uh, there's no doubt that that raised the consciousness to the mass market of, of AR and what it is and, and what's possible, really. I mean, I think, so is uh, is Pokemon Go a, a great example of how AR can be applied to, you know, to enhance people's lives or people's experience? No, pr not really. Uh, uh, you know, AR can do a lot a lot more than that. But uh, is it a good entree, I guess, for yeah. people into AR and, and, and get people excited yeah. about it? Yes. 
this? Mm. Is it a good way for people like us to sort of explain to people who know nothing about augmented reality? If you if you talk to them about Pokemon Go, they go, ah, okay, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. So, you know, it, it served a purpose and it was obviously wildly successful. So, um, you know, certainly not dis, dissing uh, Pokemon Go, but I think uh, the exciting bit is that augmented reality can be so much more than that. Yeah, that's right. And I guess um, that's a, a nice segue, Rich, into... I guess what a Snapchat as well. Um, so that's a, a widely used app that has uh, augmented reality features. And while value for, for, for brands is yet to be determined, I think, it has a mass uh, market to go out to. So what are your thoughts around Snapchat, Rich? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm personally uh, probably a little old to really you know, fully embrace the Snapchat. Um, but, you know, it's obviously been fantastically <laughs> successful. And and as you say, uh, you know, there's a component of of the platform that you know brings brings augmented reality and is is Snapchat filters a deep uh, use of augmented reality? No, does it have a purpose around um, you know creating buzz and excitement and you know uh, you know social buzz and shareability? Uh, hell's yeah! So I, I don't know. There's been some really successful campaigns run by brands using the custom filters the Snapchat platform offers. So there's absolutely uh, you know a, a lot of value in that platform and yes it's using AR and uh, is, is the AR creating you know really rich and meaningful experience in people's lives probably not but is it uh, creating buzz and, and interest and and, and uh, you know can that play a role in the marketing mix absolutely and that's uh, been proven by many brands who have had success there um, it's it's probably not a major focus from our point of view I think you know our focus is really around how can AR create you know, new engagement and uh, and create new value as opposed to just sort of creating uh, hype and buzz and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and as the novelty factor starts to wear off, things like, you know, the Pokemon Go-esque sort of um, implementation of AR or, or the Snapchat filter stuff, you know, I think that the novelty is going to wear off there at some point um, and, and I think that's where we're going to be looking harder at the value and, and we won't have to look that hard. There's, there's, there's plenty of opportunities for technology to do something really meaningful. Yeah, that's right. And I, I think um, with that, I guess we can talk around you know, the emergence of technology and how that has created buzz and probably will continue to create, create buzz. Technology being uh, AR, AR Core, um, Facebook camera effects. Riggs, can you let the listeners know, like, I, I guess, like an overall view of what is AR Kit and AR Core? What are they really? Yeah, so um, I guess AR Core and AR Kit are pretty, pretty similar things. So AR Core um, runs on Android phones. Um, and it's just the latest phones that have the hardware requirements that are needed for it. Um, and then you're looking at ARKit, which is like Apple's equivalent. Um, so they pretty much uh, look for features within the world and then using that kind of distinctify planes. So planar surfaces, so that's like your floor is like the main one that they like look for and table surfaces. And then using, using that surface, um, they can find a point of which they can track. And then using that, it can overlay like an augmented uh, like object uh, that that sits in the real world, and then you can walk around it, and then that's just that one plane that's tracked. So it's it's still quite far away from something of mixed reality where um, it's actually tracking objects such as like a like a table or a chair. Um, but I think think one of the biggest limitations is just that neither of them are targeting a broad range of devices. So there's still quite a big market of phones at the moment that aren't being targeted by those two platforms. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, a lot of the buzz that's that's happening now is being caused by the fact that two of the world's biggest brands have really mm. uh, embraced augmented reality as, as technology, and you know, to the point where Tim Cook is talking about it uh, being you know 
the biggest thing that uh, that he sees in in in, in the future of uh, of his business. Um, and yeah. so there's no question that a lot of the buzz is being created around the fact that those both those companies have launched their their platforms um, and now where previously augmented reality was something that required dedicated specific, specific hardware and Google obviously had their Tango phones but they were you know there were a very small number of uh, of those phones ever mm. sold and it wasn't something that uh, got broad uh, uptake now increasingly as as ARKit and ARCore run on more and more devices and that means as they make the software more compatible with existing devices but also as new devices uh, you know as the devices are upgraded as the upgrade cycles continue mm. more and more phones are going to have that capability and as you say you know um, the, the technology is still pretty pretty raw um, but it's you know as a, at a simple level it's moving us away from market-based AR to, mm. to being able to just uh, identify certain surfaces and then being able to put the, uh, the augmented piece in there so uh, you know th- there is a lot of buzz and these both those companies are pushing really hard to uh, to try and I guess it's another land grab, just like um, like the original uh, app you know app mm. market was, and it's got a lot of similarities to that in terms of where probably from an AR perspective the you know the app analogies were kind of at fart app stage really, um, yeah. and, and uh, so now there's this platform and there's a lot of developers working really hard to understand how do they use it, how do they create meaningful experiences, and I guess you know mm. at, at its core how do they make money out of um, creating AR experiences so. Those guys are driving. Facebook are obviously also uh, pretty much all in on, uh, on on augmented reality and the, and the platform that they've opened up to developers. And I see uh, before Christmas, Snapchat have made an interesting move. Previously, they had a pretty closed platform and, and didn't allow uh, third-party developers to develop, you know, the AR lenses. But they've uh, they've launched their Lens Studio. Uh, so now, you know, you can put a hot dog and on your keyboard. So uh, we'll put some links in the uh, in the show notes to some of the some of the articles that are talking about what's going on there. But you know, it's it's exciting space and some of the Board's biggest brands are, are all in, so that's where a lot of the buzz is coming from. And I think, I think as well, like just over the last you know three to four years, uh, like the barrier for entry for developers has um, just reduced like substantially. Mm. Like being able to being able to build like straight straight to a phone now is, is so much quicker, and it just it just makes it so much easier as a developer just about to get in there and do it now, which is which is awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, so I think that that's going to mean. It's gone quickly from buzz created by the big brands to uh, to a momentum where developers, are, you know, have seen the opportunity and seen yeah. those barriers to entry come down. And uh, you know, it's it, you know, the reality is that it allows businesses like Grizzly, who have long held the desire and seen the potential, but now the technology is a lot more accessible for businesses like us to focus on not so much the you know the application of the technology rather than having to be uh, you know deep deep uh, technical experts on yeah. it. You know, it's, it opens it up so. That's really exciting. Yeah, and it's pretty um, pretty exciting for us to be able to go in and, and talk to clients um, about this stuff and, you know, really be on the, on the cutting edge of, because, you know, going in and showing an AR extension of their brand in front of your eyes on the boardroom table is pretty cool. And to see their ability to, to enhance their brand that in a way that has never been done before is, is exciting. I guess that flows nicely into um, why, why is, uh, is Grizzly focused on AR? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, right from when we started Grizzly, the strategic intent was really around finding those intersections between marketing and technology and, and leveraging technology to help our customers really engage with their audience and, and achieve whatever their marketing goals might be. So, um, you know, augmented reality is obviously a technology that we see huge, huge potential in. And, you know, when you, when you think about uh, the fact that uh, although compatibility with phones is still relatively low that it will very quickly have mass market penetration so therefore that capability uh, will be in the pockets of many people and then uh, you know maybe not too many years from now on the on the faces of of, uh, of many people in the form of wearable smart glasses so you know there's 
this technology has huge application in pretty much any market segment or any sector or any industry that you can think of. Um, and certainly from a marketing point of view, you know, always been striving to get, you know, help our customers reach their audience in much more meaningful ways uh, and moving away from this sort of interruption-based marketing to, you know, creating deep experiences and AR as a technology is something that has real potential in that area. So fundamentally, that's why uh, while we're... Um, Focusing on it, um, if nothing else, it's because uh, I'm personally fascinated by it, and I think it's uh, you know it, it, we really are talking about a technology that's going to transform lives probably to a, to an extent on par with what mobile has done in the last ten years, and uh, and as Regan mentioned, you know the internet before it. So we're talking about something massive. That's not this isn't a passing fad. Mm. As an example, we've, we've been talking to an organisation that have a mission to you know educate youth on. Uh, on certain elements of, of financial literacy, we're exploring how AR can help them achieve those goals. So, you know, we're we're really looking hard for a eureka moment that really transforms the way financial literacy is is learned and creating a, an experience that creates deep value. But at the other end of the spectrum, you know, whilst we can be easy to be scathing about AR for AR's sake, AR for buzz sake, AR as a gimmick, if that gimmick provides the novelty value that brings that audience in to then consume the information and learn about financial literacy, right? And, and it, it brings them there and then the content can do its job, then that is performing a, you know, an important role in its right. So absolutely our approach to AR is really looking for the deep value, but uh, in some cases, and particularly while AR is a new and emerging technology, uh, that buzz has genuine value. And uh, so it's really looking for that, how do we make AR work? And I think, uh, I think one of the things that's gonna be important as companies like Grizzly adopt this technology is really being quite critical in their thinking around why are we using AR here? You know, does it enable something that uh, another technology like a normal mobile app, for example, couldn't do? If if no, then build a mobile app. If yes, great, proceed to, uh, with AR. And I think being being critical around that is, is really important because otherwise we're going to see, um, you know, app stores just flooded with, uh, with bad AR apps, you know. Great. Thanks, Rich. Awesome, guys. So that is uh, episode one. So we will get on to uh, a new section next, but we wanted to just give you an overview of what is AR, but we'll, really we'll get into detail into some of those things that we've touched on today uh, into, in future episodes. So we'll get into the, the new section now, um, and uh, each of the guys will, ha- will have brought together some links around the latest happenings in the AR world. Rich, I see that Magic Leaps made an announcement. Yeah, I think uh, anybody who's been following the sort of AR, MR, VR world for the last couple of years will have heard of Magic Leap and probably heard not much more. Uh, they've been pretty secretive about what they've got going on. I see it's interesting that you know, late last year they've actually made a formal announcement about their first product. Uh, it's still got a wee way to run before it's uh, consumer ready, but they're uh, they're starting to hype it. You know, their new website's pretty pretty spectacular and worth a look. We'll put that uh, link in the show notes. Yeah, so they're talking about um, the fact that they'll have their Magic Leap 1 creator edition out in the market uh, early in 2018. So obviously uh, a space that everybody is looking at with uh, with great anticipation. See the product shots and a uh, pretty interesting looking product. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's exciting that they're now getting to a point where they're, uh, you know, started to talk about the product rather than uh, this being cloaked in secrecy. Oh, awesome. And uh, and we've seen Google adding uh, AR stickers to Pixel. Yeah, I think that's an interesting little one. Um, again, probably probably uh, falls very neatly into the category of uh, buzz and gimmick, really. But yeah, last year, um, Google added AR stickers to, to the new their new Pixel phones. And uh, it's actually a pretty cool implementation. Obviously, as you'd expect, they've done it really well. You can put stormtroopers and... Uh, uh, characters from Stranger Things into into your real world, and so you know th- there's no real 
use case for it, but uh, really nice application of their AR core technology, right? I also think um, one of the great things that they've kind of done there that hasn't been done very often, like in a, in a mass market kind of way, is that like the the stickers actually interact with you when you mm. like, walk up close to them. Like the stormtroopers, like they they start talking to you when you get too close and tell you to back off and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like that's that's pretty awesome. Like it's it's been possible for a while, but it just hasn't really been done. Yeah. Um, and they also do interactions between stickers, which is which is pretty cool. Like you put two stickers next to each other, they'll start interacting and talk to each other and stuff like that. So it's pretty crazy, yeah. It is, and it's, you know, when we say it's a bit gimmicky, but uh, but it's really starting to showcase how the technology is evolving in terms mm. of being able to interact and being aware of its, you know, surroundings and being aware of, as you say, uh, real and other augmented elements. That, so I think yeah, I think there's some, some pretty cool stuff there. I think there's, uh, the only problem is that it's it's very limited to the people who have got Pixel 2, so uh, with a bit of luck, it might, uh, they might expand that out to some of the, uh, some of the other hardware. Cool. Um, so uh, we also see that uh, Apple has uh, purchased an eye tracking company. So you know, does this mean that they're going to be working on uh, working on AR glasses? And what does that mean for Google? And um... well, what it means for Google, don't know. But uh, but I think it's it's just another very strong hint that they are making big investments in this area. And uh, you know, who would bet against them about being the the, uh, the company that really brings you know, wearable smart glasses to the mainstream? I mean, smart glasses are available. They're you know, in various sort of qualities and shapes and sizes. Uh, but at the moment, pretty limited for a whole range of reasons. But uh, I think Apple are, are, are really committing themselves to being perhaps the first, but certainly the best of, as they like to roll. So the, the company they've bought has been focused on eye tracking technology. And uh, so it's just one piece of it, but a very important piece of the uh, smart glasses and using eye tracking as a, as a method for input. The other interesting uh, potential application that you can think of there is uh, thinking about, you know, it can provide analytics on what people are looking at. Um, and if you think about that, it's from a the potential monetization for eye track to advertising and you know being able to know that the next number of eyeballs looked at an ad, uh, whether that be a, an augmented reality advertising environment, and so being able to provide that, those sort of analytics and, and monetize that, I think that's an interesting application. Who knows whether that's where it goes, but I think it's, it's, we're likely to see that sort of thing starting to emerge over the, over the next months and years. So, Regan, do you want to take us through some of the links that you've uh, put in? Yeah, um, so so one of the things I, I found was quite interesting is that um, so Meta is partnered with um, two companies, Ultra, Haptics, and Zero Light, that are looking at uh, touch input for AR. Um, whether that's um, kind of haptic, haptic feedback, which is like um, uh, feedback and like a vibration sense to interactions in VR, whether it's just um, kind of something similar like the leap motion where you're just using your hands to interact stuff. Um, it's 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 a pretty big step for them. Um, it'll be interesting to see where that goes, where that'll pick up um, to the level of something like Leap Motion or um, Hololens. I'm not too sure, but um, it'll be cool to see where that goes. Yeah. Can you give us a, just a quick overview? Of what is Meta? Um, so Meta is like it's just a mixed reality headset. Um, you could you could put it in the same kind of space as uh, Magic Leap in a way, as well as Hololens. Um, just yeah, it's pretty much just a mixed reality headset doing very similar stuff. Not just, to, not just. <laughs> oh, just, just, <laughs> just doing that. <laughs> Too easy, bro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty similar. It's just a, well, not just, but it's a competitor to Hololens and um, Magic Leap, pretty much. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, what other uh, links have you got in there? Um, so another one I was I was kind of quite interested in is um. U-Sense AR, man, some companies have some really strange AR names, um, but they're, they're like positioning themselves as, com as a competitor to, to Apple and Google 
in terms of their like developer kits. So what's kind of interesting at the moment is no one's really targeting like low-end cameras. So there's the two companies, AR Core and AR Kit, targeting high-end cameras. Um, but there's never really been any like software development kits that are stable enough to use in like a commercial setting. Um, so it'll be quite interesting, even though it's still very speculative of where these guys are going. Like they haven't really shown any demos or anything like that. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if they actually um, can compete with AR Core and AR Kit, and I think that'll change quite a bit if, if they can. Um, yeah, so it's a really interesting um, company, and would love to see what they do. Hopefully, over the next couple of months. Yeah. Cool. So that is episode one. Just before we uh, uh, get out of here, I had one other link that I just wanted to talk about, one other little piece of news. I see uh, a company called Zapbox have uh, are taking to market a, uh, if you come across Google Cardboard from a virtual reality point of view, Google Cardboard was a you know, low-tech but uh, effective low-cost VR headset that uh, introduced a lot of people to VR. Well, it looks like these guys at Zapbox are doing something similar for mixed reality. Um, and uh, for 30 bucks US, you can get yourself a uh, cardboard MR headset, which will do exactly what Regan was talking about earlier on, about you know displaying virtual objects anchored in the real world you know, with genuine inter interaction with these elements and uh, it's using a live camera feed to, to project objects into the field of vision and, uh, you know, and, the, and there's genuine interactivity there. So they've got some, a simple suite of apps like 3D paint and a golf game and you can play musical instruments mm -hmm. and things like that. So really cool. Um, and I think it's products like these that will start really uh, raising market awareness and, and, and raising and, you know, getting broader adoption around, you know, yeah, augmented yeah. and mixed reality. So I think that's uh, exciting stuff, something we'll uh, want to get my hands on a, uh, on a Zapbox headset as soon as I can. All right, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in to episode one of the Grizzly podcast. We will uh, get better, hopefully. Get better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, thank you for tuning in and um, we will see you for episode two. Very shortly. All right. Cheers, Thank guys. You. Thanks, Regan. Cheers. Cheers, fellas.